Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Charles Chuck Thompson. What's up today, Chuck? Here I am. How's it going today, man? That's what my son says. Yeah? And you're like, Parker, he goes, here I am. (laughs) So I feel like that's what I should do from now on, just announce. How was that nap you had earlier? Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Absolute. You look like you were sleeping so hard out there. I was jealous. PGA Championship is on. Nothing better to sleep during. Yeah. You turn on, you you pretend to watch golf. Yeah. It's awesome. (laughs) Well, this is Dumb Bleep of the Week. This is our favorite and our listeners' favorite episode of the week. So if you want to keep hearing these episodes every day of the week when we want to, then you want to smash that subscribe button so you can get a little bit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning straight onto your cellular device every day of the week almost. When we want. Except for yesterday. We didn't do an episode yesterday. It's a bad time to say that, but it is important to say when we want to Hmm. and yesterday honestly yesterday was just a this week really has been a slow news week if you're not very well versed in foreign relations between israel and palestine there's just not much to talk about yeah there's not a lot going on we so yesterday was just a tough news day it really was but have no fear we have plenty of dumb bleeps Charles. Yeah. Okay. There's ne- that's, There's always a plethora of that. There's plenty of dumb going around. Okay. Do you want to do the first one? Do you want to do the honors on this? Uh, it's an AOC tweet. I so. can. I can. All right. From AOC. From uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This lovely lady. She says here, uh, budgets are moral documents. That means the leader who oversees New York City's budget has a profound moral responsibility to everyday people. Budgets are moral documents. Mm-hmm. That's uh, That was news to me. From what I can tell, our budget is not exactly very... You know, there's an idea that, you know, what you pay for, like, that's what you really care about. So what she wants to put is all the money towards people that are in the lower economic status, stuff like that. Would you say that a budget made up of stolen money could ever be a moral document? <laughs> no. <laughs> what about if you spend more than what's in the That's budget what I'm all the saying. time? Not only that, but does, <laughs> does, does she have a budget? Does she stick to a budget? Who cares about budgets? Come on. <laughs> we got free money out here. Right. Who cares? Let's print that shit. <laughs> essentially. Sorry, Mom. Yeah. You don't, she doesn't like it when you yeah. say essentially. I forgot she's yeah. watching and she's also here at the same time. So she's, she can probably hear us in the other room. Through, yeah. And, and she's only, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> okay, so... I said I was sorry. That's that's AOC just getting us warmed up. I know that that wasn't the dumbest thing you've ever heard, but it did come from AOC, and I can't remember the last time I saw a moral document made up of stolen money. So... That's number, what I like to base my moral documents off of. <laughs> yeah, when I steal money, I make sure that I spend it morally. Yeah. That's what I want to do. When uh, I conquer land, I draw up the deed properly. Morally. Yeah. Yes. So that way I I have a moral deed document in my hand. Hey there. My name is Brad Palumbo. I'm a libertarian conservative journalist and the host of the Breaking Boundaries podcast. I started my show to have longer conversations with the thought leaders I've met working in journalism on the big picture political issues that matter. At the Breaking Boundaries podcast, we seek to bring you a right of center perspective, but we go beyond short sound bites, partisan talking points, and simplistic echo chambers. 
Our guests have included politicians like Senator Rand Paul, Congressman Thomas Massey, and even members of the UK Parliament. We also break down the issues with policy pros like Steve Forbes, journalists like Glenn Greenwald, and next-generation influencers like transgender YouTuber Blair White. New episodes come out every Wednesday and Saturday, so search Breaking Boundaries on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you can join in on our conversation. Okay, so dumb bleep number two. So uh, Thomas Massey, you guys have heard of him. He's a representative from Kentucky. He did a he did a mask rebellion this week. Didn't wear his mask on the House floor. Mm. Ooh, that's difficult. Considering every person then there is vaccinated, that is just really breaking the rules right there. You still have to wear a mask in there. Pretty crazy. So he is a rebel. He is very much a rebel. Here's what someone had to say about that. This is. Uh, at Monty Boa 99 it said remember wearing a mask is not an assertion of freedom or expression it's an intelligence test if you are willing to wear a seatbelt and drive on the right to save lives you should be willing to wear a mask for the same reason if you're willing to wear a seatbelt and to drive on the right side of the road then you should be willing to wear a mask it's an intelligence test yeah that's not freedom or expression or anything it's just whether or not you're a smart person yeah you're talking to the guy who holds like a hundred patents <laughs> who graduated <laughs> from mit he is a pretty smart guy he is yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're telling you're, you're saying this is an intelligence test <laughs> i think he would mop the floor with you Monty. the other thing is this doesn't really follow the actual science behind masks. you guys remember the science behind the masks is that it does not protect the wearer it protects the people around the wearer so it stops you from say expelling projectile covids all over the room and Mm. it it slows down the amount of of that stuff you're going to be throwing out into the air so the whole idea behind wearing the mask the mandates is that since the mask doesn't protect you then you have to mandate people to wear it because it's for protection for others see if the mask was only to protect you then there never would have been a reason for the mandates because if you want to be protected, then you just wear a mask. And if you don't want to be protected, then you don't wear a mask. But that's not even following what the traditional science has been on the mask the entire time, whether or not that's true. I don't know who who really knows. But anyway, wearing a seatbelt, I mean, that has literally nothing to do with the protection of other people at, at all. That would only be the protection for yourself, which is allegedly not what a mask does. So they're saying that the seatbelt's the same thing, even though wearing a mask is supposed to be protecting other people, and you don't wear a seatbelt to protect other people. Last time I checked, I don't think so. Unless you're in the backseat. Yeah. And also driving on the wrong side of the road, I would say slightly more dangerous than going somewhere that is full of fully vaccinated people. I think it's a little bit more dangerous to drive on the wrong side of the road than it is to go in a room full of fully vaccinated people without Mm -hmm. wearing a mask. I don't also, know. I, it's not illegal to construct a bubble and walk around in that either. Yeah. <laughs> like there has to be some sort of um, a risk that human beings are allowed to take, you know, because if, if you're just afraid of dying all the time, well, then you just get in a bubble. Stay, yeah. Stay in there. Don't get anything. Don't get the flu or, or COVID. Nothing. All that stuff can kill you, man. All of it can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. This one will be, I know it's your turn here. You're not really going to know what this one bothered me. This actually doesn't have much to do with politics. So it has a little bit to do with it. You know, the whole talk that Jordan Peterson did about people, uh, they eventually become so filled with hatred for the human race and, 
and they end up doing really bad things eventually. You know, who mm-hmm. was he talking about when he was talking about that? that anybody who becomes like, resentful? Yeah, just becoming resentful like that. I saw this really ridiculous well, video. Well, because then you get to the point where not only do you want to take yourself out, but you believe you have to take as many people as you can out. Yeah. Humans themselves are bad. This is the beginning stage of that syndrome right now. Yeah. This is a hilarious video. Actually, it's really cool. It's a really cool video. It's a, it's like I said, this is not really political, but it's a video of a crab making its own little shelter on the beach. And it does it pretty quickly, although the video has been sped up. And the person says, but humans are the most advanced species. And it's a video of a crab. It's a video of a crab making its own little hole on mm. the beach. Yeah. Someone responded and said, have you ever been filmed by a crab? Yeah. <laughs> Let me play the video. <laughs> have you ever seen a crab build a house? Yeah. You ever seen Cut any crab skyscrapers? And mill it? Let me, uh, let me just show this video to everyone. There's no sound or anything with it. Let me just show this video to the people in the, uh, in the group so you guys can see what we're talking about. It's pretty cool. So just a little crab going around in circles. Now the video's been sped up a little bit. You can tell because the camera's shaking back and forth a little too quickly. And I don't know if crabs actually move that fast. And so here it goes. It's just making its own little, it's got a hole in the beach and it's just going to make a little iron dome right here. Little, little sand dome. Hey, that's pretty cool. Good job, crab. That's a good job. Yeah. Now, all the responses on this, there are people fighting back and forth about whether or not, like, imagine the conversation here, Charlie. I just want to know, does this mean that humans aren't the most advanced species? That's, that's typically what that uh, upper lowercase things yeah, says. Yeah. Uh, like, like it's, a, it's a facetious statement. Yeah. Humans are the most advanced species. I, Something like that is we, what it sounds like in my head. This attaches on to what we talked about last week when we were talking, you know, that's human beings response. are the only species on earth that have created a way that they, they have to pay to live here and everything. I see a lot of hatred for humans or this, this overall idea that we're a bad thing for the planet, you know? Yeah. And that leads to really just a lot of resentment and terrible, terrible things, man. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the crab can make its own little hole in the beach and cover itself up with sand, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a great point, really. That humans aren't the most advanced species. I was waiting for him to describe what he was doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but he he didn't say much. <laughs> Just built his own. He would only be more advanced if he asked us to pay to come in there, honestly. Right. <laughs> hey, can I use that? He's like, yeah, man, it's 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then, he's, <laughs> then he's more advanced. That's a great response, though. You ever been filmed by a crab? <laughs> and literally, someone was responding on this and said, well, have you ever built your own shelter in 30 seconds before? I'm like... Could you not cover yourself up with sand on a beach? You, you know, right. really, are we having this conversation? Yeah. I know it's. I know that this whole conversation is pointless, but this this like hatred for human beings that that keeps going. It really does keep I going. I can't believe people are arguing that. I know they're literally arguing back and forth about whether or not crabs are more advanced. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're defending their ancestors. You know, it looks like we evolved from crustaceans about 300 million years ago. So. Yeah, no, it looks pretty good. Okay. Amanda says the crabs have nukes. <laughs> I know that we're kind of, we're, we're breezing through these and um, I know Charlie's kind of, you know, he just woke up from a nap. So oh, trying to get him, now. trying to ease him into it a little bit. Come on. So it hasn't been the dumbest thing, but trust me, it's going to get a whole lot dumber here in just a sec. Okay. So mm. AOC was number one, budgets are moral documents. Number two, was uh, 
if you're willing to wear a seatbelt, then you should be willing to wear a mask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, number three, humans aren't the most advanced species. Look at what this crab just did on the beach. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right, Charlie, you got to start with the uh, Tulsi Gabbard thing. All right. Tulsi Gabbard here says, Mayor Beetlejuice. That's uh, Lightfoot, by the way, from Chicago. Oh, did you hear what she did? Maybe they need some backstory. No, I on didn't. This. I so, didn't. Uh, She's doing talking about this press conference, and essentially she said that she's going to prioritize people of color, uh, press members of color, for answering questions from, and not answer any questions from the white people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So now Tulsi Gabbard had something to say about this. So Tulsi says, uh, Mayor Beetlejuice's blatant anti-white racism is abhorrent. I call upon President Biden, Kamala Harris, and other leaders of our count country probably not county (laughs) of all races to join me in calling for mayor lightfoot's resignation our leaders must condemn all racism including anti-white huh and so somebody quoted this and said how many other democrats are willing to call out anti-white racism tulsi is the best and then here we go here we go with um jerice jerice's world yeah he uh, responded and said you're not even white maybe set this one out you're not white yeah. You can't talk about racism against white people because it's, you're not white. You're not white. <laughs> Neither is Tulsi. <laughs> yeah, but what have we been dealing with over the last year or no, so? No, I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> but I'm just like, how in the world like this guy's real dumb. Real dumb. Like it it's you're just feeding into the same exact thing that was that was going on on the other side. Yeah. Like you can't have an opinion about something unless like can't have an opinion about women unless you're a woman. Can't have an opinion about trans unless you're trans. Can't have an opinion about black people unless you're black. Can't have, now you can't have an opinion about white people unless you're white. It's all just separating our separate factions. We'll all create our little crab domes and we'll live in them and, and <laughs> talk about how we're better than everybody else. We wouldn't be able to do that. That's too difficult. <laughs> I know. There's no way we'd be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. No, but this, I mean, how many... Listen, there's a lot of racism that goes on out there. This Nothing about what we're saying right now says that there isn't any racism. That would be a stupid statement to say. But I'm pretty sure I haven't just been hearing from people of color about racism over the last year or so. Mm-mm. Like at all. I mean, honestly, it's been a minority of people I've been hearing about racism from yeah. have actually been people of color. It's actually been a lot of white people telling me about how I'm racist. Right. You know? Who's the... Uh, Who's the girl? Who, who's the woman who wrote the uh, White Fragility book? Yeah, I think she's Italian. Is, okay, she's not black. Not black. No. Not black. No, she's not black. Is that what she got told about is this? That, is that D'Angelo? Um, is that her name? I can't remember. Yeah. Gosh dang it! I don't care. Nobody cares, actually. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> that book's terrible. I, I'm not ass- awful. I'm assuming this person also said, "Hey." You're not black. Don't write a book called White Fragility about racism. Yeah. You know, but I guess she was talking about terrible white people in the mm-hmm. book. You know, yeah. here's the thing. We just shouldn't lump people into groups, especially based on the color of their skin. Amen. You can have opinions about things regardless of what color your skin is. Yeah. Last time I checked, you could have an opinion about something. What's Title IX opinions? <laughs> let's, okay. do, let's do it. You can have an opinion regardless of creed nationality origin sex race ethnicity your opinion matters and here's the thing you put your opinion out in the world like this idiot and you can sometimes you make it on dumb bleep yeah okay it's like and then other times people are like huh 
might be a, that's a pretty good thing. Yeah, that's maybe a pretty that's, good thing. That's what you do with ideas and speech and things like that. You put it out into the world. We get stuff all the time, all the time, because we put our ideas and thoughts out there every single day of the week when we want to. And uh, most people agree all the time because we're right, usually. <laughs> and then uh, sometimes we're wrong and people are like, hey, this was wrong. And we're like, oh, well, let's think about this a different way. And you talk it out. You admit your failures and faults and uh, you correct yourself and then you move on. That's how you become a better person. Mm -hmm. I've become a better person since we started this podcast. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, was... I hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> just kidding it's, man it's fine now getting better every day that's yeah. the goal man just get a little bit yeah. better every single day you make yourself one percent better mm. that compound interest you'll eventually be a good person you yeah. know yeah that's the goal yeah hopefully <laughs> okay here's i'm a lot further behind than i thought i was though now so <laughs> gotta gotta reevaluate all right now we're kind of breezing somebody make me feel better about myself <laughs> we're kind of someone say charlie's a good person Okay. <laughs> BetterHelp. You can go to betterhelp.com or you can download the app. BetterHelp is this great app that pairs you with a licensed therapist. So it's therapy over your phone. All right. If you are having a tough time getting by right now, maybe you're dealing with anxiety. Maybe you're just not as happy as you think you should be. Maybe you're not finding the meaning in life. You know, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. Maybe you're not finding that meaning in your life that you think that you should be. If you're dealing with anxiety, with depression, with relationship problems, BetterHelp has got a licensed therapist for you. It's super simple. You just go to the website, betterhelp.com slash GML, and that's going to give you 10% off your first month, by the way. So you go to betterhelp.com slash GML. You make an account. They ask you some questions about yourself some preferential questions and they're going to pair you with a therapist that they think will work best for you if you don't want that therapist that's fine you just pick another one okay it's safe it's secure it's a way to actually talk to a therapist without having to go into the office much cheaper than going into the office by the way listen taking care of your brain of your mental health is super important. I don't know if you know this, but your brain controls everything that you do. Okay, so maybe it would help you to be talking to someone about it. You can message through the app. You can do video call. You can do voice calls. All kinds of stuff with the BetterHelp app. So go get that app. Make sure you sign up through betterhelp.com slash GML to get that 10% off your first month. You tell them we said, hey... Okay, now I know that we're kind of breezing through this. Charlie's got a wedding he's got to get ready for. Going to go put on his old suit, you know, and go out there and see someone's nuptials. Mm -hmm. You know, that's uh, that's what you got to do. Mm -hmm. All right. So, you know, we had that conversation about the fighter on Wednesday who called out Marxism after his win, you know? Yes. Now, this didn't just happen right now. Well... This didn't just happen right now, but we did just talk about it this week. This actually happened, I believe, over the weekend is when this took place, maybe at the beginning of the week. So I thought that maybe there might be some dumb bleep associated with this guy saying that. And you weren't wrong. And I just went over to his Twitter and I was like, I bet you there's some dumb bleep out here for this right now. So don't worry. There's dumb bleep. And there's two tweets here associated with, what's his name? Benil Dariush. I don't know that's exactly how you say it. I don't know if the right uh, emphasis was on the, the correct syllables right there. But Benil Dariush 
dedicates his win to the victims of Marxism. And he says based. So I think that means true, right? Yeah. Does that nope. mean true? No cap. Okay. <laughs> no cap. Making sure. Okay. What do you think someone says? <clears throat> First time. First time. How about he shout out the victims of capitalism like the American minority? And, and he spelled capital with O-L. So like, is he talking about the siege on January 6th? I don't know. Is he talking about the victim, the, the senators? I'm not sure. The congressmen and women and senators that were there? Let's assume he meant capitalism, the economic oh, okay. structure. Yeah. Okay. So we've gotten that argument so many times. Oh yeah. You, know, you, you talk about the deaths of socialism and people are like, what about the deaths of capitalism? Yeah, it's not like, close. Yeah. Where, yeah. by the way? That's the... Like, that, okay, coal miners dying in a coal mine, sure. But, I mean, that's that's people in pursuit of creating value or whatever. But what's the alternative? Mm-hmm. Like, if it wasn't in pursuit of capitalism, then it would be forced to be starving to death in a rice field? You would still like, have the, a chance of dying trying to make money to, to or trying to find your food, yeah. trying to live. Right. Like there, there's not a, there's not a system where people don't die at work. Right. You know, most people risk their lives every single day commuting to work. It's, it's more dangerous to drive a car. That's a, um, someone just said they count car crashes and capitalism deaths. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. I bet they do. Fine. Walk. Yeah. You don't have to drive a car. That's the thing. Like you think that society would be so much better off if people weren't able to drive around to get places that they needed to go if everyone were just walking everywhere we'd still be out of toilet paper (laughs) yeah (laughs) they used to they used to do that you know when people needed to go somewhere like hey i'm going to go out west and then they would start walking and a a couple months later they would get there you know and die uh, of dysentery like uh, (laughs) louis ck would say like it'd be a whole different group by the time you got there yeah you know yeah (laughs) like babies have been born so and then there's other things like, oh, what would they name people starving in other countries? They'll say our deaths from capitalism. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. The people start because if there wasn't capitalism, the people in other countries would just have all the food. Yeah. They've had plenty of food. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, so we'll do something like we keep grain off the market, right? Or we'll buy up grain. We'll keep it in grain bins or we'll pay farmers to not farm. Okay. That's a real thing. I mean, maybe you could say to that, but guess what? That was the government doing that. That's not that, capitalism. Yeah, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't the capitalists doing yeah. that. The government is doing that, paying farmers to not farm. And they say, well, we have enough grain to feed everyone around the world. Okay, so if we didn't have capitalism, would we still have enough grain to feed everyone? You're assuming that without capitalism, all the people have had this grain. But what yeah. you're missing is that if without capitalism, the grain wouldn't be there. Mm. It's, you know, I just saw this morning on CNBC, John Deere is working on this thing. Now, listen, I'm no John Deere fan, okay? We drive case tractors out there on my dad's farm. That's okay. what they drive. No John Deere. That's for them city farmers, yeah. okay? For rich farmers. That's for rich farmers, okay? But John Deere's working on the, a drone uh, a drone program. <laughs> Sounds dangerous <laughs> to, to me. Um, but that goes around and identifies places where there are weeds coming up and lets you know where, there need, where you need to have spray more to kill the weeds, do things like that. They have AI, gener- they have AI generated software. Case does this too. All of the big ones do this uh, for letting you know while you're harvesting uh, what places are getting better returns and what places aren't better yields per acre. So they've got all of that. And all of these things, even GMOs, you know, genetically modified things, like your Roundup Ready corn and soybeans, people want to hate on that. 
if it wasn't for that, I don't know that we would have enough food to feed everyone on the planet, literally. And that it increased the yields by two to 300 percent over this time, all the technology has. So this assumption that without capitalism, we would just magically have enough food to feed everyone on the planet is wrong. Yeah. It's just wrong. Right. Okay. So, but the deaths of, oh, I don't know, the government's lining people up and killing them or putting them in camps and killing them or making them bury their kids alive and then, you know, killing them. (laughs) Those are directly attributable. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is, Charlie, once you do this. uh, Here's the thing. There's. First of all, we're anti-death. I don't know how many times we, we have to say it on every show, just so everybody knows. A lot of new listeners coming in. People keep trying to act like we're not anti-death. And we have to just establish the fact that we are anti-death. We don't like it. Um, in fact, I hate it. I I like the light. Mm-hmm. I don't like the dark. I'm a light guy. <laughs> and I, I death is dark. Mm-hmm. And I like light. So I want life. Okay? So I'm against I'm against death. But here's the thing. Death is going to be around. Yeah, that's. I mean, no matter what system we have in place, it's the most blatantly racist statement I've ever heard you make. By the way, oh, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, leave it to a light-skinned guy like Charlie to say something like that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, (laughs) everyone's saying racist in the group. I, I. But here's the thing: I'm not going to apologize, okay? Because I know what I meant. He said what he said. I said what I said. Okay. And I was talking about death versus life, okay? And uh, you guys ever heard of yin and yang? Yin and yang? Racist. Anyway. Anyway, what I was getting at is the fact that (laughs) no matter what system we have, whether it's capitalism or socialism or communism or feudalism or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Death is going to be a part of it. And so the fact that you're trying to uh, correlate uh, deaths that happen in capitalist society directly associated to capitalism is wrong. And that's not the case when you can directly correlate deaths to actual policies implemented by governments and socialism that have killed millions of people. I guarantee you, if you were to honestly do the numbers on it, I'm just saying net positive, negative, capitalism is net positive, a lot of lives billions of lives that we've been able to feed because of the pursuit of just say the pursuit of profit. I don't I'm going to go back to bed. Okay. All right. I'm See getting, you later. Reamed. I'm getting reamed. Yeah. Right you're now. just getting destroyed yeah. right now. Okay. Um, now you got, there's another tweet associated with, associated with this, Charlie. Do you want to do the honors? Which one? The one right after the one we just read. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. From, from bite sized democracy. Perfect, probably. There have never been any victims of Marxism because no country has ever been run by Marxist theory. <laughs> Idiots abound. Idiots me, abound. What was that again? There have never been any victims of Marxism because no country has ever been run by Marxist theory. We haven't fully implemented it before, guys. That's the problem. We haven't gone far enough. Oh, That's God. the ultimate problem. Uh, <laughs> this might be one of the dumbest things this, I've ever read. This isn't the first time we've had this conversation, but um, this whole that wasn't that wasn't socialism, that wasn't Mar- that wasn't communism. The argument that people say on this is Marx 
would not have, this was not real Marxism. You know, this was not the way to do it. All right. But those were, that is what it looked like when governments decided to implement their Marxist ideologies. I doubt this person would allow us to say that there hasn't been capitalism either, mm -hmm. you know, but we, we had free market capitalism for a little bit. And we do have to say when we, when we make our that's not capitalism argument, that's the same thing that a lot of people on the left do when it comes to socialism. That wasn't socialism because it wasn't perfect socialism. Okay. The problem is they always get corrupted by evil people in government. Okay. And so which system do you want to have once it's been corrupted by evil people in government because it's going to be corrupted by evil people in government? Which system is better for the most amount of people? We, we saw what Marxism did when a government tried to implement it. Did they do it perfectly? Did Marx say to kill everyone? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. I mean, they did talk a lot about the revolutions and, yeah. and the proletariat and all that kind of stuff. Um, but was it perfect Marxism the way that Marx would have wanted? I don't, I don't know. But it's what it looked like when a government tried to implement Marxism. It, it just was. Because mm. the idea that we're all going to own everything that we're all going to share everything and that that's just going to be beautiful utopia it's going to be great and, and i think you're supposed to hit peak capitalism first which i don't my peak capitalism meter hasn't gone off yet yeah i haven't seen the reversal yet on capitalism so <laughs> i haven't called the top i'm called the top of it yet but they always say that that wasn't actual marxism when will it actually be marxism because the problem is a government has to implement it because people aren't going to freely do it because you're taking things from people against their will. Mm. So a government's going to have to implement it. And so then you run into the force and the death and the coercion, all those terrible things. And eventually, really bad people are going to be running the show because when you, are, when you have a regime that is exerting control and force over other people, the people who want that control and force and the people who are most likely to get to that position are going to be worse people because they're going to do the things that are required to get to that position. You know, and then it's going to turn into willing to what, sacrifice. Yeah, they are. They're willing to sacrifice <laughs> other people. Exactly. For their endeavors. Exactly. Yeah. For the good of the whole. That's what I always the people that are willing to to do bad things to get to the top are the ones who eventually make it to the. That's why you hardly get people who aren't going to take money, paying them off for doing for for writing some kind of legislation. Like it's going to be hard to get someone into office that isn't going to take money from someone for writing some type of piece of legislation or putting some type of executive order in for them. It benefits them. And so how easy is it going to be to get people who aren't going to do that? Because that person's going to have to run up against someone who would do that. Okay. And so which one of them is going to be more likely to win? So over time, you're going to see the people who are willing to do bad things rise to the top because the people who aren't willing to do bad things are going to have a lot hard, a harder time winning. So and, that, that's and why it your, goes poorly. And to your point, <clears throat> at least at least in government control capitalism, you still have a chance. Yeah. Like you're, you're still free. It, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. You're more free. So you're I like fascism say. more than communism? Well, <laughs> no. Jesus. <laughs> need to quit this episode. You're stepping in it today, man. God. All over it. Wow. Hey, it's, in a... It's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't hear what I'm not saying. Joe says all roads lead to fascism. They kind of do. I mean, as long as you have a government controlling the economy, capitalism is going to lead to fascism. That's, that's what it's going to be. Okay. And... Uh, I don't know. What we have right now is better than what people in Marxist ideology ran countries have gone through. Yeah. 
There's stuff, people going through it right now that are having a tough time. People still say there are no victims of Marxism. None. No victims. Zero. Mm-mm. No. Zero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How many dumb bleeps was that? Uh, four, I think. That's at least five. Could have been six. I think that was four. I don't know. AOC said, <clears throat> number one, AOC said budgets are moral documents. Number two, uh, Monty said that wearing a mask is just like wearing a seatbelt. Number three, uh, crabs are more advanced because they can put sand on themselves on the beach. <laughs> Number four, uh, you can't talk about anti-white racism because you're not white. <laughs> Number five, um, we have how about the shout out to the victims of capitalism? And number six, we have there are no victims of Marxism because no country has ever been run by Marxist theory. Number six. We have six. more? Is that six? That's six. That's six. Right there. That's a pretty good number. Like we said, we breezed through it today. Got to make sure you have time to, to shower and uh, shave, oh, your, be fine. shave your face. Yeah, we'll be fine. And get on to that wedding. I don't know, man. You got anything else? How's it going? While well, everyone's getting their votes in. Yeah. Doing good? I'm <laughs> doing great. <laughs> okay. Not really. Today's, yeah, today's been a terrible day, <laughs> you know? Is it I'm because getting, of Bitcoin? I'm getting blamed for all kinds of things, and the group has turned I'm, on you today. They have. I'm being. I'm being. <laughs> I'm being called a racist. I'm being called a fascist. I'm just. You know, today's not the day for me. Well, and here's the thing: y'all are the ones taking it out of context, not me. Okay, I know what I meant, and I meant what I said, and I'm never apologizing, ever, because that's not what I was saying. I feel like Jordan Peterson in that Channel Four interview. Yeah. With, with so you're saying you his, hate women? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm not saying that at all." <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> nice. It's like, no, I, I never said that. <laughs> no, what I said that's was silly. I really think that's silly. <laughs> yeah. Really good. <laughs> all right, who won through here? It looks like number six is running away from uh, running yeah. away from the pack right now. No victims of Marxism because no country has ever been run by Marxist theory. Idiots abound. Mm -hmm. This person even called everyone Which else. Kind of ties into five. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, hey, five and six go to go hand and foot. Folks, I got to tell you, right now is the time to get into that Galdern stonk market. Okay, I've mm. not done a live ad read for this in a bit. I figured that we would. Mashamystonks.com. I've been calling out Bitcoin like crazy lately. Telling, <laughs> telling everyone exactly what Bitcoin's going to do. That's what it, that's, that's how you what call it looks things like. out. I'm calling stuff out from Just the hip all the banging. time. This is what we're doing. <laughs> but hey, that's not why you join the group. You don't join the group to, to have me tell you when to do things because later when I pass on, you won't be able to take on any traits because then you won't know what to do. The reason you join the class and use the promo code SAVE20 to get 20% off your first two months is because there are 300 videos on the class that are going to set up a really strong foundation for you to be able to look at the markets and decide when you're going to take trades. But there are a lot of good opportunities coming up on some stonks right now that we've been watching for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty pumped. PLTR, PLUG, Fubo, uh, Skills, CCIV, all this stuff coming up. They're coming up on their 200 moving averages. I'm looking for a reversal and time to get in and make 50%, 75% on these things. Listen, guys, that's not a promise. I don't know for sure that that's what's going to happen, but that's what I'm looking for. If you want to know why we're watching these specific levels, then you go to mastermystonks.com and stay classy also. And be part of a community. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's, 
I always say it's never good to trade alone. Mm -hmm. Okay. You need to, you need to have people that you can bounce ideas off of. Yep. You can ask questions. <clears throat> we all, uh, Nate is in there 24, eight. Yeah. Always posting and responding to questions. And, uh, so you need to be, you need to be part of the group and that's why it's so important to do that. And by the way, it's the most economically friendly trading environment that you'll find anywhere, <laughs> uh, anywhere across the webs. I can guarantee that just about almost, almost. I, I don't, <laughs> I haven't scoured the whole internet because that's a, it's a long list of scouring, but, but the value, the value proposition, from what I've I mean, seen, it's good. Yeah. from what I've seen, it's the most economically viable place you can go. That's the Liberty Trading Academy. Master my stonks or mastermytrades.com. That'll send you over there. Join the Patreon group. These folks vote every single Friday when we do Dumb Bleep of the Week, and we're having, um, we are having a 500th live episode. Um, so far, I have been turned down on locations after locations, and um, it's, it's upset. It's upsetting. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to find something. And uh, we're, we're doing it live, the entire show, uh, in front of all of our Patreon supporters that are coming. And so if you didn't get in by the deadline, well... Too late. Too late. Too late now. It's not a great selling point, I'll tell you that. But for future, <laughs> yeah, there, there's future things that are going to happen. You want to be part of patreon.com slash Liberty. So it looks like, as we mentioned, number six, one, which is uh, not one person has suffered at the hands of Marxism because we haven't had real Marxism. Marxist theory has never been implemented, folks, in case ba you were wondering. Based. Yeah. No cap, man. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what. That's the most true thing I've ever heard. I mean, it seems a little sus, but... Nah, man. I yeah. checked it out. I looked online, and that's what it said. It said, like, a billion people die from capitalism, and no one's died from Marxism, <laughs> is what it said. <laughs> so it's good to go. <laughs> All right, man. Play us out. Yeah, you're right, Maurice. This episode does slap. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, if you love today's episode, which I know that you did, it's because it's dumb bleep of the week, then you should share this show and leave us that rating and review on Apple podcasts. And, uh, you know, let the little children hear it. We'll we'll bleep out the, the shit word for my mom and for the kids. <laughs> so you can share Except for that one. Except for the, yeah, that one's going to stay because you know what? They're going to hear it in the world. <laughs> you got to hear it sometime. Yeah. Might as well be from someone they trust. Okay, so share the show with everyone and leave us that rating and review, please, because it helps with the charts, which is made up by algorithms. It's not people actually <laughs> moving names up and down a chart. So if you do all of that, and I mean all of it, we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you guys have a good weekend and a good morning, Liberty. Well, the best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh um, like to be able to, anyway, I'm, we're going to get a lot done. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.